Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to another podcast. I'm your host, Peng Peng Lee. And I'm your co-host, Janae Honest. And you are listening to Ambition on Fleek. In this podcast, we want to inspire and motivate you through our unique stories from our gymnastics experiences. We're both NCAA national champions, so we know what it takes to be successful on, you know, certain levels. <laughs> <laughs> and through the sport of gymnastics, we have learned so much. We have learned how to address, like, physical, mental, and emotional issues and just different sides of life. So we are going to continue talking about all that fun stuff. And in this podcast, we are doing... <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> oh, we are talking about quality versus quantity because I feel like this is a big topic in athletics in general and I feel like we always get this question about should I do more reps or should I not do as many reps because I feel like when you're younger you're trying to build confidence but at the same time they don't understand the difference between quality versus quantity and their body's more fresh so the pain doesn't really set in until you're (laughs) older (laughs) yeah but first let's dive into our first segment which is the perfect 10 moment of the week if you do follow me on instagram then you would know that i had five cavities and oh my god jay (laughs) what have you been doing the other day i got three of them filled um but i think i'm very and Granted, guys, my dental hygiene is actually really good, but I think I'm just very <laughs> susceptible to cavities. Uh-huh. I floss, I rinse, and it doesn't matter how much I brush or do any of that. Rinse. No, no I do. I'm, I'm straight kidding. <laughs> straight kidding. Um, but at this point, I feel like it doesn't matter because they'll still come in. I don't know how. I don't know why. But I think it's just, you know, genetic. So my parents didn't really set me up for greatness in this aspect. But um, So what's the perfect so 10 I've moment? Been, the perfect 10 moment is... Um, I got my, they prescribed me like special tooth, like toothpaste. Oh, that's cool. So I've been using that and I've, and I literally brought floss picks to my job. I'm like super just on it, it. way more than I already was. So, you know, we'll see. I'll tell you, I'll let you know in six months (laughs) (laughs) if it works. (laughs) But yeah, so I'm just proud of that at Uh, the moment. I'm proud of you. Thanks for keeping up with your dental hygiene. Um. Oh, okay. You know what? Actually, a perfect ten moment moment of mine is um. I've been really proud of myself for communicating, really well, and for sending out emails to, um, get what I need. So, for example, I am dealing with this O one visa process right now. Visa processes, immigration lawyers, and all that fun stuff. I went to an immigration attorney, and you know he was telling me certain things, but I was getting really confused because I was being pulled for two different sides and then so I seeked help Jay I went to a third party and asked for (laughs) other advice and if you know me normally I don't like to cause conflict so I don't you know I try not to step on other people's toes but at this point I was in desperate I I was in desperation for answers Mm. so I needed to understand this visa situation. So I was really proud of myself because I reached out, I asked for help, which I normally don't like asking for help because I like to do it myself, but I asked for help and I'm proud of that this week. Wow, I'm proud of you. Thank you. you. So I feel like you don't mind asking for help, but I do get the whole confrontation stepping on toes thing, so. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, we're growing. (laughs) You never stop growing. You never stop growing. (laughs) Okay, you wanna get into it? Let's do it. 
So today and I in college, we learned a lot about this term quality versus quantity because in college, it's all about quality of skills. In elite training, so I was an elite gymnast, so I competed at um, a lot of international events and a lot of training back then was all reps. Like it was 10 routines on beam, four routines on bars, two floor routines. And like, maybe you had to do 10 vaults in a day. And it was like, if you think about those numbers, it's absolutely ridiculous. No wonder why we were at practice for five hours. (laughs) But um, so back then, you're just wearing and tearing your body. But in college, your body is like, cannot take that much impact because you're just older. You've done so much training already. So you really have to think about the quality of it. But do you want to add to anything of that? Um, Oh, no, I was just going to say, because I wasn't an elite, so with the reps, I would say cut that in half, and that's the amount of reps I had to do, which is still a lot. Like, five bar routines is a lot. I remember being, like, 14 and thinking, oh, my gosh, like, I have four more in my hand. And sometimes, y'all know, when your hands hurt on bars, it's already, like, that's when it's the tears come out. <laughs> That's so when, when you like, think why? that you have four more bar routines and your hands are already burning and you might have rips or it might just be cold or whatever. And the coaches don't care. They think no. it's toughening you up. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I didn't have 10. I had five. But still, that's a lot. And that's definitely. Um, oh, I did not do not 10 bar routines. 10 beam routines. 10 beam routines. Well, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I had a roommate who had like more than five bar routines. So. Dang, Melissa, that's yeah. She yeah, she had multiple. It was a lot. Oh, so. Melissa. But yeah, so that's what I was gonna add in there. I didn't have oh, okay. that many routines, but it's but still, still a lot compared to college. So yeah, so I think um, the main question I always get, or I would like to ask, is like, are you that type of person who needs reps? Because I'm going to get back to this. So I was the type of person in practice who I I really focused on efficient training. And so quality versus quantity, I wanted to always do my skills really well. And I think the coach sometimes, have you ever gotten this where you get on the beam and you're not doing a very good beam routine (laughs) and the coach is like, get off, (laughs) go to the line. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. So I always think that sometimes um, this is where mental training comes back in. And I also think you can do as many, you can do as many reps as you want through your mind because actually your mind doesn't know the difference between training and not training, right? That's something I had to learn because growing up, I was the one that had to do reps to be secure in my mind that I could do. (laughs) I know, that's (laughs) what I was trying to get at. I was like, in college, I, I maybe did like two of each skill every single day because I was like I've got it it's fine but then I saw Janae she's going she kept going so when I came in freshman year um well I guess the difference between club and college for me because I was just coming in as a freshman I was always the last one to leave because I just took forever with the assignment (laughs) and it didn't matter whether I was struggling or falling, like I had to finish the assignment and it wasn't like, oh, get off, like, you're fine, just come back. I was like, no, 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 I like I have to do one more. Mm. But that one more kept going, so that's why I ended up doing five bar dismounts. And y'all, you already know about my knee issues and my arthritis, so that wasn't <laughs> the arthritis the smartest. is real. <clears throat> yes, I was kind of fresher. I was a freshman. Ha, huh, funny. Um, well, you're so funny. <laughs> So I was able to do a bunch of these dismounts and not really have an issue just yet, but that would affect me sophomore year, junior year, and senior year. So I think when you're younger, you don't realize that actually when 
you keep doing so many numbers, um, it will wear and tear you. Because when I was younger, I would also do like a lot more reps. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't like you. I wasn't as determined as Janae when I was younger. <laughs> I, when the assignment was done, the assignment was done for me. <laughs> but um, I do want to give some advice, though, because when I was in practice, um, I actually had a coach. His name was uh, Kelly Manjack, and I liked the way he thought about things sometimes. So on the days where I wasn't doing very well, it wasn't about the numbers of how to do it. It was kind of like figure out how to do one good one and then move on the mm-hmm. next day. And then when I was do- having a really good day, you guys know how it feels when you have a good day. Like everything Man, is just everything on point. Just flowing, easy. Flowing. <laughs> do as many reps as you can that day because your body feels good. You're doing well. And then your body starts knowing how to do it well that many times in a row. And you're also in a good mindset. And you're in a good mindset. So it it I understand when coaches are like, you need to learn how to do it under stressful situations. Like, you're sick. You have the flu. You need to learn how to do it in quarantine. <laughs> like, I, I, it sounds crazy that you're sick and you don't want to get out of bed, but you got to go to practice. <laughs> no. You get, like, the stink eye the next day. Why weren't you in practice? I was sick. And like, like, I was throwing up. I know. They're like, hmm. <laughs> and then they walk away. <laughs> but... <laughs> Granted, those are the moments when you do grow and you figure out how That's to get true. through the assignment when you are sick or you aren't feeling well. But like she mentioned, when you are feeling great, take advantage of that. Yeah. And, and if you're not, and this is the other thing I want to talk about, training, especially with injuries. When when you're injured, you can't do as many reps. It's so painful. It's so hard. So when your um, quality isn't as great, you're actually more likely to get injured. So mm. you may think you're doing um, yourself a good service. What is it? What's the phrase? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, just bear with me here for a hot 20 more minutes. Okay, <laughs> no. You think you're doing your body a... No, that's You're dis- thinking of disservice. Oh, my. What? Okay, I can't speak right now. You think <laughs> you're helping your body and your gymnastics or whatever you are doing by doing as many reps as possible. But you're doing a disservice. There we go. Thank you, Janae. That's why we There's are co-hosts t- together. <laughs> I got it now. Okay. <laughs> but um, if if your quality isn't good, your brain isn't actually turned on. Like, it's not firing properly. Because you're – I understand when you say, no, like, my brain's firing. Like, I was coherent during the skill. Like, I was present – but in reality, if your quality isn't as good, you are more likely to get injured because your muscles aren't firing properly. Yeah, because you're I'm not saying. doing the skills the way they're meant to be done. And yeah. that also means you're not dialing in on the mental cues, which are basically the things you tell yourself during the skill. And if you're just trying to get through the routine or whatever you're doing, yeah, then that means just like, oh, I'm just trying to get through it. Yeah, Quality, but it's not quality because, you know, Mm-hmm. And so what we mean by dialing into skills, dialing in, dialing in can be anything in life. <laughs> dialing <laughs> in could be like you need to focus. You're focusing so much that you have no idea what's, what else is going on. That's what we, we mean by dialing in. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you watch TV, you don't even know like anything. It's so easy to dial into TV because it's so entertaining. <laughs> but dialing into things like homework <laughs> or like if you have to really focus on a skill that you don't want to, that's what we mean by dialing in. Like to being 100% present in the moment. I feel that Pang learned rather quicker than me in college with the whole – Well, because you, okay. you, you were always kind of 
I had one and done. Right. I had to learn efficiency at a really young age because our practices were um, four hours long instead of, no, sorry, five hours long. Um, A lot more people, a lot of elite people train maybe six plus hours. Mm. So I actually trained a lot less than the elite kids. Yeah. Um, But so we really focused on efficient training and it was kind of like get your skills done really quickly. um, Be really dialed in in each skill. So I learned that at a a young age, which is why I don't do as many reps. I do a lot of mental sets. And so but honestly, that that um, quantity is okay to do a lot of mental sets because it's not hurting your body it's actually training your brain and it's a really good way to start taking that into college because in college it's all about quality (laughs) like it's all about perfecting skills so you're gonna have to learn you already have the skills at that point so yeah exactly Um, I remember coming in and I really looked up to you in that aspect because i I remember coming in and I just did not understand how you could just do one routine and be done. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> how do you do that? I don't understand. Or, <laughs> so that's something I definitely had to learn the hard way because, as I mentioned before, I would do so many reps and break down my body. And then by the time I had my knee surgery, my sophomore year, I was like, okay, I can't. I can't mm. do that. I need to change something. I have a question. So, what? Did, did your... Uh, <laughs> what? I was you're like, I'm on a roll. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, did your brain, like, mental mentality change when you came into college? Because you know how you said that you didn't... Um, like you didn't understand how someone could be done so quickly. But did, you, did your mentality change that, oh, it is a quality versus quantity thing? Or, like, I can just... Um, shorten my practice or like how, how did you flip your brain or was it because your body was hurting? I think it was a, I think it was a mixture of all, all of them, but I think it was a mentality change because my body did start breaking down. It didn't get to a point where I like couldn't practice, um, but I didn't want it to get to that point because I yeah. hated not. Okay. Here's my point. There we go. <laughs> so, when I don't practice, like, cause you know how you could take a couple of days off. This is paying. Like, you can, you're oh. able to rest mm-hmm. and come back just like that. Me, if I don't have those reps or at least get the heady. one rep, I get really just in your head mm-hmm, because I'm like, oh Got my it. gosh, I didn't do my one routine or I didn't have this practice and we have this meet and I don't know if I'm good. But in reality, I was because I had already done the skills. But you know, that's right. why. I had to learn, okay, when I do have a good day or if I don't have a good day, I need to take advantage of both of those situations because, one, if I'm not having a good day, (laughs) then I need to figure out in my mind what I need to do to get that one or two routines in Mm -hmm. to get that good rep in because then if I get through that assignment, and I was sick or I was hurting, then I know what to do in a setting in a meet. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of yeah. like those mental reps that I had to learn. Um, and this was like in the transition of my freshman and sophomore year because granted by my senior year, I was not doing 10 dismounts. <laughs> like my cap was three. So, um, yeah. So I, I would yeah. say it was like a mixture of all of them, but it was definitely a mindset switch of like qual- learning like quality yeah. is better than quantity because, I mean, that's just how I grew up. I was like, okay, you yeah. it doesn't matter what it looks like. Just do the five. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so for all you all of you listeners out there, how do you know when that many reps is enough for you to feel confident? So I have a tip for you guys. Um, because I know sometimes it's hard to get, you can't really get out of assignments. If there's 10 beam routines, you got to do the 10 beam routines. Like when you're younger, that it's just, 
you kind of have to go with what the coaches say because and that assignment is there for a reason you know they're like they're building you you know what I mean and you are building reps but (laughs) it doesn't take you 10 beam routines to get one good beam routine if I would suggest when you go into the gym be accountable on your first routine be go to a coach and say hey can you watch this or go to a teammate and say hey I'm gonna hit this routine or you can say like this is what I'm going to do on this beam routine. The very first one. The reason why I say the first one is because if your body is hurting that day or if you're not feeling good, you can at least do one good beam routine. Be happy about it. And if you can't get the 10 reps in, that's okay. You know why? Because you did a good routine on the first one. And in competition, really only matters if you do a good routine the first time. Yeah, <laughs> so that's true. That, that's kind of my advice. And maybe if you want to try it out, you can try it out. And if you don't get it on the first time, it's okay because that's why you're at practice. So you keep practicing going for that very first routine. And if you fall, always finish the routine. Always, always, always finish. I like what you said about finishing on the first one and keeping being accountable because when you have a coach watch or somebody watch and they see oh, that yeah. you knocked out that first one or even just the beginning of the assignment, you know what I mean? Because let's say you are checked out or you are hurting and – it looks way better if you don't wait to the very last routine to hit it and you hit it in yeah. the first set. Cause then it's like, okay, she's strong mentally and she is determined. And yeah, then you can talk, hey, like, hey, I hit. Then they can maybe make a deal with you. This happened oh, in yeah. my club all the time. Like, right? hey, <laughs> I'll you, give you a dollar. <laughs> you have 10 beam routines, but let's say you hit the first three or the first five, you can be done. And if you do that, but you have to do it in the first. Half of it, you know what I mean, (laughs) rather than the last half. So it's just good practice, and it also is good mental training because let's say you are checked out, it's gonna get, it's not gonna get better with the tenth routine. It's gonna be right the best in the first part of it. So you know what I mean. So it's like check, check back in, (laughs) check back in, (laughs) check back in, and dial in in that first part, and then you know what I mean. It'll first be more efficient. You'll save time. And mm-hmm. you'll feel a lot better with yourself. And you will just be super proud. Like, bro, I really just <laughs> knocked out five of those routines. And I don't have to do the next five. What? Yeah, right? I remember you, just being you, so happy. You, like, peace out to your other teammate. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you move bye. on. I know. Oh, my God. Like, I'm the moving best on feeling. to the next event. And they're like, dang, I'm still stuck on mm-hmm. five more. I will never forget just seeing some of my teammates be- still being on beam oh my for gosh. hours. And we're already on the third event. So, you know. You know what's funny? How we only have those mentioned, are the tips I have. To we've only mentioned beam, <laughs> <laughs> and that and y'all. You know why? Y'all, because beam, I, you can do so many reps mm-hmm. without any like because it doesn't, it won't hurt your body as much as like floor. But beam is like the hardest to get mentally into it. Yeah. Beam was not my event, guys. That is why you did not see me. <laughs> That's why you did not see me on beam. And we're back. Okay, well, how about this? So when you get to college, I want to come at this at a different perspective. What happens when you're in a team environment and you have to do everything that your teammates are doing? Because I got that a lot my freshman year. I had to do, we went to Santa Monica. Santa Monica's in Los Angeles, in California. And we had to do the Santa Monica stairs. If you have not seen the Santa Monica stairs, the stairs are like, I don't even know, a foot apart. Like they're they're not regular size stairs. They're very steep, and you look at the whole thing. They're meant for, like, like seven feet people, so a (laughs) five-foot-two person is, like, crawling up the stairs. It's so high. (laughs) Anyways, we had to do ten reps of those, and my knee was dying. But, like, I couldn't get out of it because... It was, like, a whole team thing. It was a whole team thing. Team building exercise. You're growing and struggling together. 
But it's like, how do you know, how do you not get out of things, but how do you know your body so well that you are physically, you physically can't do the reps that everyone else is doing? I feel that this kind of happens a lot when you do have a collective goal and let's say the assignment is prolonged or you have to do more because the one person is either mentally checked out or injured and they can't. So I think it's important to communicate that before you even start. So my tip or suggestion would be huddle up and communicate what's going on. Like, hey, we have to do this assignment. Who can do what? And then you can communicate that with the team, with your teammates, and then also with the coaches. Because if you are hurt and you are physically, and you're actually really, really hurting, and not just you know, because there are people that just say that to get out of it. Yeah. Um, but there are cases where girls are actually, or sorry, anybody, <laughs> where you're actually you cannot. There are just a, there's a certain rep that you cannot, like it has to be the cap, or else you know you're gonna be detrimental to your body and you won't be able to compete or finish practice that for the rest of the week so I think it's important to communicate that and be like hey I can do this this and this and that's like all I can do and I'm just being honest and I just Mm -hmm. want to communicate that with you because if you don't then it's gonna look like an excuse an excuse and also it's gonna become frustrating to the other teammates because they're doing all these reps and then when you can't and then the you know what I mean so it just doesn't look like you are being even cohesive with each other. Yeah, and I also, uh, this goes back to my point about um, hitting on the first time. When you start hitting the first routine or when you start um, saying what you're going to do on the first try, you're going to build trust with your coaches. So it could be at the beginning because when you go to college, you're working with brand new coaches you have not worked with before. They don't know how you train. They don't know who you are. So, of course, they're going to say, no, you need to do all the numbers. But if you are hitting on the first try and your body's actually hurting, you can talk to the coaches, and the coaches will trust you to do one good bar routine or one good floor routine or whatever that day so that you can save essentially save your body and then start building that trust. Because I think trust is a big thing because my freshman year, I feel like I had to do so many reps. And I'm like, I've never done this many reps in my life because mm-hmm. I worked like one and done type thing. And so I remember like being – because I used to always, guys – I used to always train floor. I had a floor routine almost every year. Just I never could compete it because my body would wear out during season. So, like, it, it – I, I think the trust is the big thing. You almost have to talk to your coaches beforehand. Have a meeting with them. Coaches aren't that scary. They're people, too. If you have a meeting with them, tell them how you used to train in club. You understand it's a team environment. But – you know your body really well. So that's what I, I would advise you to say if you're um, struggling with communicating with your coaches. Just have an honest relationship and say, like, you understand it's a team environment and come from your angle and just let them know um, what's up with you so you don't break down during season. And that would show your maturity, too, that you are willing to communicate with them. I feel that there's just a lot of room for that not to happen and then – there goes the miscommunication and then you guys yeah. don't really know what page you're on and then it just causes more <laughs> conflict. So Well also when they when you don't talk, okay, picture you telling a story to like your best friend and your best friend's just mute. <laughs> you're like, what's wrong? Like <laughs> yeah. So then the coaches think there's something wrong with you or like that, you know, you're just frustrating them because they can't talk to you. So of course they're gonna get mad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, you know, communication is key. So I think it's also good practice because if you do communicate, it's good um It'll help you guys work on not reacting out of frustration or anger because you have communicated what is going on with your body, with your mind. Because, you know, 
as like we talked about before, as great as it is to have just a really good day and have everything be easy, that's not reality, and that's not how it will happen day to day. Um, but where's the growth? Where's the fun in that? Um, you know. Yeah. Okay, so basically, um, we are starting to wrap up. I know. You guys are crying. I'm crying. <laughs> you just want to hear us tears. talk all the time. <laughs> uh, but basically, like, well, this topic of quality versus quantity is so important for your so important for your competitive life or just life in general because it is about enjoying life you don't want to do things out of frustration or anger so I I do advise you if you have the opportunity to to make sure to be really dialed into whatever you are doing so that you can move on to the next great thing that you want to do in life Janae I have a question how do you dial yourself in that's a really good question because that's something I had to learn 100 percent. so dialing in i think we talked about it or we talked yeah. about dialing in but how to do that i think what helped me because i think about a thousand things at once i.e what just happened <laughs> but basically i think what would help you guys or a tip that i would say is just okay let's say you're doing a skill or even a routine write down one thing you need to focus on mm-hmm and focus on that one thing during the skill rather than the skill as a whole or the routine as a whole. And that's what I think is dialing in because you're focusing on this one thing that will help carry you through the skill or the routine or yeah. the day or the assignment or whatever you're doing. I completely And agree. the point I was trying to get to was yeah. because um, quality of life and that's just something you kind of learn mm-hmm. as you go. And you're always growing. You're always learning as you get older. But I think it's important to think about the quality of life because you're not just going through the motions yeah. and you're not just going day by day, not really being conscious or dialing in to what you're doing. And then it kind of just doesn't really seem productive or you're really getting anywhere. So I think that's why it's important to think of the quality of the skill or yeah. whatever you are doing in life, because then you will see growth and you will see productivity. Well, I also think when you're, you made a really good point of thinking about one thing at a time, it's like a checklist. If you do a to-do list for the day, you want, dialing in is being present in the moment. So basically, when you're doing a to-do list, you're checking off one thing at a time and Mm -hmm. thinking about one thing at a time. If you're thinking about the whole dang checklist, your mind's going to be so boggled and you're not really going to be present in the moment because you're thinking about the next thing you need to do. So same with like a beam routine or a floor routine. You want to think about that one skill at a time and it's much easier to think about one thing at a time than 10 million things at a time. I understand if you get a bunch of corrections or maybe you have a bunch of things in your head. Tell a person, I'm going to do this thing in my beam routine. That's why I always say accountability is really great to help you get dialed in, to help start learning how to get dialed in because it doesn't happen I don't think it happens naturally because definitely it definitely doesn't happen overnight either. It happens naturally when you're enjoying something because obviously you're you want to be 100% present. Um, but if it's not enjoyable, talk about <clears throat> tell a person about one thing you want to do in that routine, maybe during the day because that'll help you stay accountable and present in the moment when you're doing that activity or checklist or whatever. That was a great question. <laughs> that was a great way to tie it up. Tie it up, too. Yeah. Wrap it up. Tie it up. Oh, okay, guys. <laughs> our time is up. Janae has to go to work. Oh, adulting. Adulting. <laughs> <laughs> but if you guys loved this episode, because I know you loved it. <laughs> we already know you loved okay it. But it's okay if you liked it, too. Um, make sure to 
Subscribe, <laughs> like, rate, comment, and share on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yes, and we always love when you ask us questions, so make sure you tweet us at PengPengSeely or at JanaeHonest. And guys, use the hashtag AmbitionOnFleek. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the hashtag. So we know what to look for. So, yeah, to so look we for it. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you guys for listening, and see you later. Bye-bye.